shall we begin with this week's tunes? Tripping balls, three, five, six, possibly. We're now twenty-one behind the uh, behind the sports pod. We were we were an even twenty before, and it was my OCD brain was actually quite happy with that. But now it's now we're out by one, which is very confusing. Well, what shall we do? Record three sports podcasts in a week? No, no, we, we, we record two music podcasts. So uh, we need, we need to we'll just skip the sports for a week. Or, which is possibly next week. <laughs> I suppose, but no, Women's World Cup's still very there, There's but, too much sport. There's too um, much sport is barely enough, as we know. has been established by, by greater media minds than ours. Um, should we talk about okay. your friends from Paris, Texas? Hang on, I've got... Sorry, I've got have you got an overarching theory again? Christ, another I've one. I've got three designations for this week's albums, and I want you to guess which is which. I've got infuriatingly boring, boring, and quite interesting, but I can't place the, I can't place how I would contextualise them. Which which one do you think is which? I have given up trying to understand your mind. <laughs> well, I found Paris, Texas infuriatingly boring. I just did not like this album. So these guys, I, I when I was trying to understand who these people were and why people like them, I, I looked up, and I'd never do this, but I looked up um, their reviews the, the, on the various bio. music websites. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And it will not surprise you to find out that these guys are the absolute darlings of a lot of white music critics. And I think that kind yeah, of explains where the, these people are. They are they are your Pitchfork favourites. They are your Guardian favourites. I suspect nobody. They're slow, they're slow to my version too. That's why. I su- oh, look, no, I, su- I suspect they like nobody. I suspect nobody black listens to them. I think this might just be <laughs> music uh, music made for fucking white music critics. Um, they're off beat. They're off bass. They're off chops. Um, they're the answer to the question: What if Bob Villain sucked? And that's basically where they pitch themselves. They they do try a bunch of stuff, which I respect. The problem is that very little of it uh, works. Yeah, I just like stay in your bedroom. I don't know. Like, I, I, th- there was okay. So when we get to another album, like I have this. Uh, oh, uh, a mate of mine went to a um, emo metal. Um, gig with his nieces j- during the week and he said you know he sort of rocked up going you know I'm going to be the cool uncle I'm going to like really get into this to you know no, to, you're not, to because, get my nieces into because nobody over the age of, my, of 20 is relevant to anybody under the age of 20 doesn't matter whether you're the cool uncle or not oh, no, that doesn't exist it, it was it was more more about like he goes to a lot of live music so he was more like you know showing them the ropes of how to um, enjoy live music but he, w- he was expecting not to like the style of music, right? But I find with a lot of that hardcore and emo stuff is the musicianship is really fucking good, right? The, yeah. the, the actual playing of the instruments is awesome. It's just the style that I find hard to get into. So y- you can sort of disassociate yourself from the style and just go, holy shit, this dude is absolutely shredding this guitar or just smashing the shit out of this drums in, in a way that I can really appreciate. I found none of that in this. Like, what was there to appreciate in this album? I, like, There was the odd know, idea that I like thought flared that actually worked. Bullet Man was okay. Well, like Lift Off was, a, was an intro. Well, lyrically, we were not even going to consider it because it, it was dog shit lyrically. It was... It was yeah. 
all the words we're not allowed to say on this podcast because we're we're white. Um, but it was a white, lot of them words. Yes. Um, and I, I look, yeah. can I gun record? I don't need or want to say that word, but they're all those words, all the words that that we're not saying. Those those are the words that are being used a lot, and. Um, it's a bit like Australians use the F word. You know, it was punctuation. It was just, you know, fucking, 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 fucking. Um, uh, yeah. There was a, a yeah, kind of like Bootsy Collins-y like the- track that I, I kind of liked, but I didn't really want to revisit this. Like, I, I had a couple of runs at this and they just thought, yeah, I think I think I've learned everything I need to know about this fucking album, and it's you're you're a better man than me because this was once through and like into the bin of history. We've had two weeks with these. I had to give them at least a second run. And, well, and it was your pick. I had to give yeah, it a chance I, I so did. that I could be certain that I'd won the week. Oh no, you you, you won the week pretty pretty handily, I think. Um, yeah, I, I gave a much more rigorous examination to the other two albums because I I sort of had some. Some greater context I was trying to understand with them. Oh. This one was just like it's it's not for me, and I just don't think it's very well done. This probably would um, have made a better fucking Joker because it it performed like a Joker. Yeah. The the, yeah. the ceiling and the floor in terms the of the performances variance. on this album yeah. were even within the album were just extremely high. What are you going from the from one end of a career spectrum to the other? What did you think about Blur's? Kind of unexpected comeback, so late. Our contemporary yeah. album. There, Damon Albarn gets envious of the fact that the dude from the Arctic Monkeys gets to make lounge music and he thought he should make, be able to make some as well. Yeah, there was a lot of strings in this album, mate. <laughs> there was a lot of, I wish I was Jarvis Cocker, I wish I was like Alex from the fucking Arctic Monkeys. I just want to make a lounge act where I sarcastically comment about the state of the world. Um... I'm glad we we picked the uh, uh, we put the regular album into the into the uh, playlist rather than the deluxe bag of wank because we've learned our lessons about fucking legacy acts. We never pick the deluxe edition; just pick the most basic one. So, like, I went back and listened to because we did a uh, you know what's the best Blur album episode. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the, and la- so the went, last went- Blur album was within the lifetime of this podcast. I went back and, and checked. We did do the magic fucking whatever it was, the magic square, whatever it was. Yeah did did we did we rate that one? Did you have a listen? No, it wasn't good. Yeah, that's that's what my memory of it was. Blur's never been like a you know song to a side has never been a super upbeat band, right? They've been a fairly low key melancholy band, but. Yeah, this but no, they like, do. They're always good for like one or two bangers, like Park Life. Yeah. But I mean, this was. There was one song that was even depressively. It, it still had like a, a kind of a. One of those wonky, discordant Graham Coxon riffs, you know, like On Your Own, which is the, kind of the, the example of a Graham Cox. A weirdo Graham Coxon riff, riff that kind of works. You're like, that doesn't make any sense in the context of everything I've learned about pop music from the 1950s onwards. But it still is appealing. And St. Charles Square has that, but it's still depressive and miserable. And that's the high point of the album. Well, I'm a fan of their sort of low-key stuff, but this just sounded too... Their low-key stuff in this sounded too layered, too lush, too, too many too many bits. <laughs> it's, it's like they'd found, you know, that they could do 64 tracks in Pro Tools or something, and it's like, well, we've got to put something on every line. I don't know. It just, well, no, it just felt... I'm serious in saying that I think, I think Alban saw what the dude from the Arctic Monkeys has been able to get away with in the past, in the, the recent past, which is to t- convert his band into a lounge act. 
and just be a crooner. Yeah. Uh, and he thought, but I, I want to do that. Music. And he also like, thinking back to the fact that Jarvis Cocker has got a lot more cred for being that kind of sarcastic yeah. social commentator. And he said, well, fuck, we've been social commentating for years. Why don't we get the credit for that? And he's tried to do uh, a hybrid Arctic Monkeys fucking pulp, pulp. Yeah. effort. And it doesn't fucking work. It just doesn't. No. This, this made me... This made me much more appreciative of Pulp. That's what this made me. Uh, I'd be much more appreciative of the first two fucking Oasis albums. Oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. I would. It definitely made me much more appreciative. I like rock and roll songs, and none of this was fucking... None of this made me want to do anything other than go to bed. Uh Uh-oh. Sometimes the old band, they just don't have it, and this was one of those times. That's true. It was odd because it was the Um, first time they'd all been in the same room together. You know, it was a bit like the... Do you remember when... We reviewed a, uh, a Custard comeback album not too long ago, and we thought, oh, now Custard rule. Yeah. And, then, and then we heard their album, and was like, no, Custard suck. This album sucks. It's miserable and just dismal. And it might be the same people in the same room, but those aren't the same people as were in the same room in 1997. Yeah, that's right. Those people have been through some stuff, and they're no longer doing what they used to do yeah. back then. They're, they're like playing a set and going, oh, actually, I've got to go pick the kids up from yeah, daycare. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll catch you later. I have existential on me. I'm no longer I'm no yeah. longer as interesting as I was. Mm. That is probably why the Oasis comeback will suck. Or actually, more more likely, I've I've got to go and record a Bluey episode. I'll catch you guys. Say <laughs> <laughs> at least all that money would make Dave happy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Black Rainbows. We were talking about bands that that do the rock and all roll reasonably well. Um, mm. Black Rainbows. Tell me how you feel about the Black Rainbows. Where I settled on this was um, if Stone Temple Pilots weren't depressed. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, like you're the historical context guy. Like, you're the, the, the guy that can tell me exactly who they sound like. But I, like, I was like, this sort of sounds familiar, but it's like, it's way too fast to be like Stone Temple Pilots. It's, it's, and it's much more upbeat. You know, there's not that sort of sludge. Um but the sound was not too dis like the sound of the guitars and the sound of the vocals was not too dissimilar. So that's where I really, I really like this. I thought this was a lot of fun. So this, these guys have nailed the sound of stoner rock. Yeah, kind of the genre that was kind of invented by Caius and Fu Manchu bands that followed on from the stone, the the, the grunge bands of the nineties. Um yeah. To a certain extent, there's a bit like uh, Queens of the Stone Age were uh, were pivoted off that because Josh Holm was in Caius and he went on to be in Queens of the Stone Age. But it's generally just big riffs played with a... Dis- it, it, it's As you say, it's if a grunge band was cheerful and just wanted to play dirty <laughs> fucking garage <laughs> rock, bass-driven chunkiness. Yeah. And that's the thing about it. Any, Stoner Rock, which is, that, you know, which is those, those sorts of acts, um, it tends to be kind of if um, if you can imagine grunge bands were more influenced by Motorhead than they were by Neil Young, which is a world I would prefer to live in because that's just how I roll. But these guys are they're kind of hilarious because they're from Italy and but they the way they sing they almost sound like a scan. I consider them an honorary Scandinavian rock band. Because the way that they, yeah, they yeah. mangle the English language is very reminiscent of the way very Swedish scary. and Norwegian bands do. 
And it's almost as though they're trying to mimic the the version of English that they've learned from the Scandinavian bands. So we're getting like two degrees of separation from English, which is uh, which is fucking tremendous. But uh, no, I I thought this was a fucking all killer, no filler banger fest. I really thought this was a this was a, a fucking joy. I've played this this album a lot, and it goes for an hour, which is a lot to ask in the modern era. But um, no, I enjoyed the shit out of this. This was this was good fun, uh, and and these guys know what they're doing, and they are state of the art, and they do what the genre is supposed to do. So that uh, this was cool. Um, it's in my long list for the year. Like, it, and it, it probably wasn't first listen around, and then every listen, like, there was just something tugging in the back of my brain, like that, trying to contextualize it. Um, and, and, and like, all of a sudden, I was just like, this is just a really good album. I don't really yeah. care what who, who it relates to or what it sounds like. This is just a lot of fun to listen to. So, it's almost like a second um, list. Like, what are the best road trip albums of the year? And I feel like this would be on it because this would be an hour long. That's about, you know, you drive for an hour and you stop for a piss or something or you stop for a coffee. Um, when you got kids, you know, <laughs> driving for yourself, you go a bit yeah. longer. But, you know, um, it, it would certainly fit into that. You know, the, the sun peeling across the horizon, the road stretching out in front of you and just some fucking driving bass line from, from this album just ch- chunking its way through your eardrums. Um, good times. It's, this is a good time mm. album. This is a, 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 a real joy. As you've as you've alluded to, I have no idea where it fits into the puzzle of best album of the year because they didn't invent anything new on this. This is their sixth album. Most of the preceding five sounded like this, but they banged off a good, they've peeled off a good one this year. So uh, we'll see how they go. Yeah. Some, sometimes you just you just know one. Sometimes you don't um, have to think about you know how does this. Equated, how does this value versus yeah, everything fit, else fit into musical history? Yeah, yeah, it's just like I enjoy this. I think we should fucking listen to it more. Yeah. All right. Now I was sure we had done either this album this year or a, a previous. Have we done a Duran Jones album? Duran. I could Jones. not find. I, I did it. Durand, D-U-R-A-N-D, Jones. The name is familiar. I was sure we, yeah, but I did a, I did a, you know, a lookup of the of the spreadsheet, and I could not find anything in there. So either my Google Doc skill is very poor. Duran Jones and the indications. I'm sure we've done an album by this dude before. Private yeah. Space. We did Private anyway, Space. We definitely did Private Space. We did do Private Space. Because Aaron Fraser so was is, on it. And this yeah. was the year that you – Aaron uh, Fraser is on a lot of yeah, Private yeah, Space. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good. Yeah. Where's his next album? I quite like that. Uh, the the only reason – I reckon what happened was it was one of those deals where you picked the album and it was good, but then we, after the fact we discovered that it was the, it was released the year before. So it might be in the. Uh, it might, right, right. We might have had to retrospectively like in, call in, it a joker in the, in the in the nebulous zone. Yes, yeah, yeah. I reckon we probably might have done it last year, but but it was actually an album from the year before. Anyway, they make they make interesting noises. Right. Well, this this is his album, so I'm going to go with Duran Jones. Wait till I get over. Forty one minutes should be good. Should I check whether well. it's? Hang on. <laughs> uh, are you confident? Are you checked. confident that the album exists? Oh, I might just, might just be looking at his stuff. Might just be looking at his stuff with the indications. Let me let me back. Yeah, up. yeah. He's he's one of the. He's a bit like that. He, he does a bit of that Paul Kelly stuff where it's like, you know, I've got this band, and I've got this backing band, and I do this and this, and 
It's just his name, Duran Jones. Thin boy Wait till I get over. Showing he, some boobies. Oh, he, he, he's, he's, he's showing a lot of <laughs> decolletage, showing a lot of cleavage. <laughs> yes. When, when you see the album cover, you'll know exactly yes. what we're talking about. He's, got a, being, deep, he's got, got a very deep being, V. Uh, misogynist in any way. He's got a very deep V with a, with a you know, yes. He's got a, a, like a- Is that, is that sugar, sugar Michael Douglas or, in, in Basic Instinct style. He's got the very deep V. <laughs> look, if I if I look like that, I'd probably wear shirts yeah, like that. But too. he's also wearing a hat that could pick up fucking shortwave radio from Mexico. So that, that's- <laughs> There's that as well. <laughs> and some sugar cane. Is that sugar cane? He, he's cuddling some wheat? kind of... Um, Creamery. Some, some kind of foliage. <laughs> some kind of fucking, I don't know, flax? I don't know what the fuck that is, but, um, yeah. I don't know. That's really strange. But yeah, he's, he's having a lovely time. And there's a, a lovely stripe to the shirt he's wearing. It, it is kind of... It does feel a little bit butcher's stripes. It feels like you should be making sausages the, for some kind. What one of the um, one of the albums that I was looking at this week was uh, like billed as a house album, and that was in very inverted commas because it sounded nothing like the house music that I enjoyed. So it was a shit youth. house album. Uh, but and the album is called Fountain Baby, and I thought it, if you have a look at the um, album cover for that, I would have copped so much shit from you if I picked that album. So look, that can't be the um, fucking deciding factor as to whether you pick an album or not. No, because I'll cop shit from you no matter what. So um, look, it's the basis of the podcast. That's why we're so successful. <laughs> so what? What are you going to? What am I going to do this week? I certainly. I certainly did not win the week. Right. Well, let's talk about what I'm going to pick for this week because I have to remember. Um, what did I say? I'm going to pick an album by a grotty British punk band called Bilk because I forgot to pick it earlier in the year. It was one of those things where you went, oh, I like their album. Oh, fuck, their album came out in February. Maybe I should have picked it by now. So uh, their album uh, is called Bilk. It's self-titled. They're new, like all good punk bands should be. And um, I really like that they did a song a couple of years ago called I Got Knocked Out the Same Night England Did, talking about the last World Cup, which I thought was contextually appropriate for the uh, for this, the current moment with the we're in, with where England think they're going to win another World Cup. So, uh, uh, yeah, don't get, don't get snorted in the fucking head if, if England get knocked out. And what have you got for the Joker? So. M- ministry? Uh, not again. No, I, I've. I, I think I'm. I think I'm good for ministry. <laughs> I'm going to go Straw People. Okay. So the legendary New Zealand uh, electro pop act Straw People have suddenly turned up with a new fucking album. These guys did Trick with a Knife and a bunch of other stuff. They almost in period they were as close to a Kiwi trip hop band as you could imagine. They certainly took a lot of Bristol. Um, influences into their production. We're not talking woo-loo trip-hop here, are we? We're talking mm, actual trip-hop. No, no, no. no. But in, in period, they did. No, I'm not going to claim that what they're doing now is trip-hop. But um, So this was primarily Paul Cassidy, and the the vocalist they used a lot was Fiona, um, Fiona McDonald, who also was on, was in um, Headless Chickens, 
You'll remember oh, yeah. yep. Cruise Control. She was yep. the vocalist in that. Fiona McDonald's kind of the <laughs> kind of the New Zealand Beth Gibbons. She would turned up in all the or Tracy Thorne. She was the one who turned up in all the fucking electronic yeah, yeah. stuff. But yeah, she worked with straw people and with good, good gig to have. Yeah, and her vocals are, are really good for that sort of stuff. Um, wow, this sounds awesome. Yeah, I was funny. I went back to listen to. Well, I went back to listen to some Straw People, and I was listening to Trick with a Knife, which is them. they it's the one one from Triple J that I remembered. I think it was on one of the hottest one hundreds. And then I ended up listening to Cruise Control because that I love that fucking song. Always get fucking channeled down a, a tenor side path. But yeah, Straw People's new album is out. It's their first album since nineteen ninety four. It's the first album in in at least twenty years. And it, I don't understand where it, why it's here or where it came from. I don't understand what it's going to sound like, but it's why the fuck not? Let's see what it does. Knucklebones is that the album? Knucklebones is the album. Yeah, but it, it's it's incredibly peculiar because they have not been heard from for an extremely long time, and it's like they just kept they just turned up and went, yeah, let, let, let's do some of this shit again. So, a little bit of uh, pod business slash an interesting conversation. We were chatting sort of off mic about whether we would ditch Spotify for the um, for, for the pod for Apple. Yeah, and like you know, partially financial, partially uh, moral. Like Apple is supposed to have. Yeah, I, I guess. But I mean, um, yeah, it's tricky. Supposed to have a little bit better bit rates and 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 a bit 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 bit. A little bit better artists. Um, yeah, uh, remuneration. I also pay for YouTube Red. I think it's called RedTube. Um, because the kids RedTube. No, no, the the kids use a lot of YouTube, and I just do not want the advertising soaking into their brains. So, like, I, I sort of pay the tax to 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 make sure that happen, doesn't happen. That that's not a bad idea. YouTube Music's actually really fucking good because. Not only do you get everything that Spotify and Apple provide, but then you also get all the live versions and stuff that's uploaded to YouTube. So you can build playlists with ordinary songs and covers and live, uh, you know, live stuff. And uh, like, it's actually a much more interesting place to use music to use, mm. if that makes sense. Like, um, you know, the Fat Freddy's Drop, uh, Red Bull Studios live set where they were sort of um they played blackbird before blackbird had got out you know so they're playing a whole heap of off blackbird but it wasn't fully formed it was sort of you know in the embryonic stages of that album so you get very different versions of the songs that ended up on the album which is really fucking interesting but you can blend yeah. but you can blend that into yeah, a- I suppose you get more versions of stuff cuz you get punter uploaded versions as well I suppose yeah, you do get a bit like of that the- on Spotify but not as much yeah no, so I don't know. I, I'm wondering whether I'm better off cancelling Spotify for for upgrading to the family pack of YouTube Music because I really do need to get Curtis's own YouTube login so that he doesn't pollute my YouTube history with one thousand fucking shorts when I'm trying to scroll through to look at find something that I've previously looked at. Yeah, just get a new. All you need is a different fucking email account, and you'll be fine for that. Yeah, that's right. It's a bit tricky because I'm not sh- – does Apple have a family plan for that? Yes, they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, because we're, we're yeah. more in- – we're, we're all embedded in that at the moment, in, in Spotify's fucking – Yeah, their, interf- their interface is just 
Poop. So it sucks. Well, it, it's a, I find it a very 1990s view of you, music. Like it's it's very uh, you know record company artists are huge, and this is what we're going to front. Like the thing I find about Spotify is they actually do tailor their algorithm a little bit more to what you listen to. So They're, well, that's the, the only reason of- I'm still on Spotify is because I know their algorithms are better than than everybody else's. Yeah. Because their um, yep. Discover Weekly and their release radar, it's a bullet to your heart. It, it it will tell you what you like. It will bring you things that yeah. you that might have three hundred listeners, but it's definitely stuff that it's that's in your areas. And, and to and a certain extent, that's a problem because you just end up listening to stuff that you like, and you don't. It's a little bit harder uh. to push it beyond. But they they send you enough stuff that you can push it. You can push the boat out enough that you go, okay, this is this is a bit beyond what I normally like. So yeah, I, I just wonder whether if we go to Apple, all we're going to get served is Beyonce, Beyonce. and Slow Tie and and yeah, I don't know Oasis. Yeah, like- I'm probably <laughs> unlikely to go because my other half only recently remembered that she has Spotify and said, like, I've I've lost the login. Can you re-add me? So she's just she's having another a moment where she's rediscovering music and she's using Spotify a lot more. Yeah. So I suspect we'll probably stick with it. And all both of both yeah. of my lads are, are uh in a music discovery phase. So I suspect we'll roll with it. Yeah, even yeah, though like- they've jacked and then the main thing was that they jacked their prices by a couple of bucks a month and I was like do I want to do this? And it's a fair question to ask yourself, but I give enough money to Apple over oh, the days. Like, so. Yeah. You, you and I are both in the camp of music is important to young people and I want them to listen to as much of it as they possibly can. Yeah. So, But the difference between um, you and I is that your children listen to the music that you play them and my children do not. No. Well, I they are not here Curtis to listen to Black it. Rainbows chunking out riffs going. <laughs> do, 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 do. Kurt, Curtis is doing this really interesting thing at the moment, and I actually think it's going to mean that he turns out more like you than me. He can, oh God, no! Because he he can't physically go to an interface and pick a song. The only way he's got of picking a song right is through voice, because. Their musical applications are, um, they don't do it through their iPad. They do it through the speaker. You know, it's all voice activated. So Curtis has this book next to his bed. And if he hears a song he likes, he goes, Dad, Dad, what's that song? What's that song? And he writes it into his book and then he'll ask for that song again. So he's building like. We've told the story three times on the podcast. Do you not remember? I I know, but. but Really I, worry, I worry that our listeners think you have dementia. You keep bringing this <laughs> the up. interesting thing is he's getting your, like, recall for, uh, like, the links between music. Like, whereas I'm I'm hopeless, right? I've got no historical context or whatever. But he's building. He's like, oh, this is this band. And this oh, band- like in terms of this, this band are related yeah, yeah, to this I, band I, I know, because I, they were influenced I, I, by them or because yes. they had shared people between them. Yeah, and he's like, oh. He can recall a name of an artist and go, oh, this artist that I'm listening to right now is like this other artist. Look at his book and go, oh, that's that band. So he's yeah. actually building that knowledge like you yeah. are. I, I wasn't trying to tell ex- exactly the same story. <laughs> for, the th- but, for the third time. Uh, no, no, but <laughs> Look, if we didn't tell the same stories build- over and over again, nobody would listen. Um, He's building a memory of music that I never had. Like I just sort of... Mine was all vibes, I guess, rather yeah, than mu- actual knowledge. Music exists in a web. You know, every band is influenced by a whole network of other bands 
and also pushes their influences out to a whole bunch of other. It's an ecosystem. It's like one of those fucking food webs that if you ever did any ecology classes at uni, which is basically just me, and I, I did really bad at ecology, um, it's it, everything has an impact on the things above it and the things below it. And that's really the story of a lot of music is that you can't – if you create music and people listen to it, um, it impacts people around you in some kind of way. Yeah. All right, Doc. Uh, I'll chat to you next week. Next week's actually a really good release week, so I'm looking forward to it. Is it what? What are you looking forward to next week? Uh, well, I've got two sort of off the top of my head, which is the Hives and Jungle. So. Oh, I'm fucking hanging out for that Hives album. I think they are yeah. really on the, on their fucking money. The, all the singles that have re- released so far, I thought, fuck, that's really good. It feels like 2001 yeah. Hives again. I'm really looking forward to that. Liam Gallagher looks like a classic Joker album to me, um, just for the lols. I, I did uh, see I, a while ago. I saw that there was a um, a blues compilation going to come out from Dan Auerbach's uh, label that would that looked really interesting. That was going to come out next weekend. So if that comes out, that yeah. also might be interesting as a Joker album. And then like another wild card sort of. Joker album, but G Flip. I used to like G Flip and Special Source, so he's got a, an album out. He on um on he she. No, I don't. He, I don't know how G Flip identifies. No, but I don't think it's just a he. You're right. It is. It's a it's a she. I thought she was dating yeah, someone else, dating yeah. somebody famous. They were a famous couple kind of uh, stuff. Okay. Um. So yeah, lots lots to listen to over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, basically, come back next week. We're gonna have much more interesting albums to listen to than this shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Our, our, what? Why aren't we a multi-million dollar podcast that sold to Spotify or Apple? Well, there's your answer. Well, <laughs> all right. That should be Thanks, good. Doc. I'm actually looking forward to this week. I do think Jurenjo should do his show. On that note, (laughs) is it distracting you? I just don't understand where his where his chest hair went. I mean, and and if he's waxing it, it's just generationally, I'm not I'm not not with that. Yeah, you want a bit more Connery, you know, curling out the shell. Well, I mean, just be hairy. If you're hairy, be hairy. I don't understand being not hairy. What's the advantage? Man, Man, if you look like that, you can do whatever the fuck you like. Think, how do I, know I, th- I think this is the hat. If you wear the hat, you can get away with an awful lot. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, I still haven't worked out what the fuck he's doing with, with you know, half a tree. He's, I'm not he's like, cuddling I, it. I, I, I pride myself as knowing knowing a bit about plants and stuff, you know, like <laughs> culinary things. And what it's not, I don't understand. It looks like flax. It looks like some sort of mouldy weapon of war. Like they go out and wail on some motherfucker with a, like, how you doing? Get some of this up, you. I'm, I'm looking up flax. I thought flax was thinner. No, no, no. Flax is flax is everywhere in the south. It's it's um, it's kind yeah, of a grass tree, but it's really thick and fibrous, and you can make all kinds of stuff out of it. It's it's really you know it's almost like a fucking building material. It's so um. Maybe he weaved his own. Yeah, hat. Oh, so he certainly weaved his own weapon. He's given it a good cuddle though. That's important. <laughs> None of this is making the podcast. None of anything is making the podcast. <laughs> Maybe this little bit where we say this isn't uh, going to make the podcast might make the podcast, but everything else isn't making the podcast. If you're still listening, good night to you. That or the episode of the show will, will be, this is not making the podcast. Good night, Doc. Catch you, mate. Catch you later. Five, five, six.
Hannah Gadsby appears to be on the um, the Norway sideline, which is quite weird. Okay, that's interesting. Um, that's not making the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see whether you can be bothered to edit that out.